0: Hello and welcome, my name is Rachel Ivey and you are listening to The Blueprint, a podcast designed to create a space for meaningful conversations around issues that are impacting the construction industry. And today, my co-host is Alderman Walter Burnett, one of Chicago's hardest working alderman. Uh, He is the perfect co-host because he has 27 years of experience building and representing diverse communities in Chicago. And of course, he has a wealth of knowledge on all things construction in this city. Alderman Burnett, thanks so much for joining us today and helping to facilitate this conversation.
1: Oh, fantastic. Thank you for having me. I have 27 years experience, but I'm only 30 years old. I
0: love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but anyway, um, so this is a great conversation. This is one of my, um, you know, the things I really believe in is affordable housing. Uh, but we have two great guests uh, with us today. We have Selena Harmon Clayton. She specializes in affordable housing and has over 20 years experience in property management in the property management industry. In the near north side, uh, she's currently uh, property manager over at the Ani Development on the New north side and previously was working for uh, Transformation of Public Housing uh, with Eastlake uh, Development Corporations, which is a management company for uh, CHA. Yeah, right. So we really appreciate you in some of the mixed income housing. So you, you know Thank how to you. deal with affordable housing in a diverse uh, area. So we really appreciate you. Uh, being here today. And also we have with us uh, Jerry Lewis. Lewis. Jerry Lewis is a architect and general contractor, uh, grew up on the west side, went to college, you know, uh, on a, a baseball scholarship. It looked like he, today looked like it was a football scholarship. <laughs> 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 That's my friend, so I can say that. <laughs> and uh, he went to college and he, he majored in architecture and built a, a lot of crate and barrels around the country and did a lot of fantastic things, but but also mentor a lot of guys in the construction industry and uh, also help folks to uh, figure out an affordable way to build affordable housing, which is something that's uh, required now here in the city of Chicago. So. Thank you very much. Uh, thank both of you all for coming on, Jerry and Selena. All
0: right. Yeah, thank, you. thank you, guys. Thank you for having us. Yep. So to kick off the conversation, I wanted to have it because I wanted now, like the Alderman said, it's a requirement in a city. And so I think it's important for our listeners to kind of understand what is affordable housing. And then, I mean, you may or may not know, but why is it such a
2: hot topic in Chicago? Selena, you want to kind of tell us what it is? or Yeah, I can let you know what it is. Uh, there are so many different definitions of affordable housing, But for the Department of Housing, affordable housing mean residential housing that so long as the same as occupied by low-income households or families, including utilities, telephone bills, all of their monthly expenses, does not exceed between 30 to 40 percent of their income. That's it. Okay. So it's just a parameter so that people are able to afford housing and still afford to live on the day-to-day basis.
0: Okay. Well, can somebody speak to why is it such a hot topic in Chicago? Help our listeners understand that. I don't know if that's Alderman, if that's you would Well, well I, I
1: think one of the reasons why it's such a hot topic in Chicago is because the market has, has driven it, right? Okay. Housing in Chicago has become so expensive. I mean, you can't even today build a home, and Jerry can tell you about that, for a certain amount of money. So you can't even buy a home uh, for less than three hundred thousand or three fifty, whatever the yeah, case absolutely. may be. And most most average rents, you know, for one bedroom, could be about sixteen hundred dollars in some areas. So, so the market is what what makes it so uh, so needed because okay. you know all these prices go up, it keeps going up, and then the folks who don't make a lot of money get left behind.
3: Right, and it's and it's based on the the boots on the ground type of, you know, like you said, the market. So mm-hmm. what happens is that as as it as market grows and more residential units get built under the new construction, then those who don't have the income, which is considered within a certain AMI group, mm-hmm. don't have the money to be part of that that greater opportunity. So what it does, it creates. We have to create affordable housing market so that they have a place to live, and we don't exclude them because of the growing and the vast growing of construction today, and the cost of it and where it's going, where it's headed.
1: Yeah, and, and then the fact of the matter is we have a lot of uh, people who are baby boomers, right? Mm-hmm. Baby boomers are touching everything. A lot of people who become baby boomers, they're retiring. You know, when they get their pension, is not as much as it was when they were working. So they need a much affordable place to live. But then you have a lot of students. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Chicago is surrounded by universities. Uh, Universities really help our economy, Mm -hmm. right? And we want people to go to school here. But at the same time, we need places for them to stay, right? And then we have a lot of working people. We We have more restaurants than anywhere else in the country right now. And where do all those people who work in the restaurants live? Right. Where do people who work in these industries live? And then you're talking about when we talk about affordable housing, we're not talking about low income housing. Right. Low income housing get their money from government.
0: OK, I was going to ask. That was one of the other reasons I wanted Selena. But um, is understanding what's the difference between low income housing versus a Section A versus affordable housing, which is what we're talking about today. So either one of y'all, since y'all understand
2: Okay, affordable housing is strictly affordable for that particular area. Uh, area. AMI is area median income. Got so it. what is considered affordable for that particular area? The area for affordable housing in Englewood would be different from the affordable housing and the area in which I work in, and that would be over in the Old Town area. So the area median income over there would be a lot different from Old Town. But public housing and subsidized housing, that is when usually your income is based upon. I'm going to go back. Usually you come from a public housing background okay. and you lived in one of the public housing developments. And then when they closed them down or tore them down, they gave you a voucher or you have the right to return. So you would have a public housing individual. That's a whole different ballgame from affordable mm-hmm. and section eight vouchers. Again, something totally different.
1: So, and, and, and she's right on that point, but um, low income is pretty much zero to 30% of your income of okay. median income, right? So that's low income. Affordable tends to be 60 and above, right? So it, it, it can go for 60% of median income to 80% of median income to some instance, uh, other things. How they do the AMI, they do the AMI for the metropolitan area. They a- average out all of the uh, costs of housing And then they divide it up evenly. And then that's how they come up with the area median income. So how we do affordable housing with the city, uh, we have 60% of area median income. That's mostly when people get state tax credits and stuff like that. A lot of your senior buildings, then you have things that have 80% of median income. Then we have some developments that do a hundred percent and 120, 110 and and 120% Mm -hmm. of median income. And I'll give you an example Uh, over in the Cabrini Green area, we have mixed income, Mm -hmm. right? So we got the low income, that's automatic, the CHA, right? Mm -hmm. Then we have the tax credits, which is 60% of median income. They get tax credits from the state and what have you. But then you you can go up if you want to and have other affordable housing. And the residents of Cabrini, some of them, because everybody have to work now, Mm -hmm. they was like, man, I want to stay in the neighborhood. But my income is too high can you raise the standard so it can be, you know, 80, 100, 120%? So I can still work and still be able to live in an affordable place because my place will still be cheaper than what the market is. So the market may be, you know, like I say, the market may be $1,800, $2,000 a month, 2000 you know, plus, yeah. 2000, $2,000 plus. Yeah. And, and and they can pay, you know, uh, 1000 Twelve hundred dollars, whatever the case may be, and still be uh uh sort of like not working poor, but a little bit overworking poor, right. and and then you know the the things are changing in society too because now we have minimum wage is what is it fifteen dollars an hour fifteen dollars an hour so that kind of raised the incomes up right mm-hmm. so you are, that's like thirty some thousand a year okay right. right so that's some some things are gonna shift in a little while because of that. But we still want to make sure people have an affordable place to stay and that they can still live in diverse neighborhoods.
0: Just so I understand, because I don't have any background, and if you don't know nothing about affordable, when we're talking about income, that basically means that if I make $60,000, right, and I want to live in a certain area, you basically look to say uh, 60% of my $60,000 is what I can afford? Is that what it's doing? Or... Like, high level is, so just the person who
2: has no idea, who's
0: interested in affordable housing, what does that, what does that, what does it mean to them?
2: Let me let you know. I'm going to go by the table, the actual table of affordable housing. So just say, for example, under 60%, the maximum income is 39180 that you can make. okay. So it's so, the other way. Okay. Right. I see it now. There, if there's you make a criteria. More than that, you don't qualify. You don't qualify. And right. it's based upon the number of people in your household. So say for example, there's one person. Under 60%, you can't exceed the 39,180. If it's two, you can't exceed 44,780. Okay. So it's based upon the number of occupants that's going to occupy the unit plus what you actually make. And that's at the 60%. But like the Alderman said, there are different levels to the affordable, you have sixty percent, you have seventy, you have 80, 90, hundred, uh on up to a hundred matter of fact is on up to hundred and fifty percent. Okay. So it's really dependent upon what type of program that the building offers
3: that you are looking into.
2: Okay.
0: Good.
3: So so basically the in maximizing if I'm at a hundred if it's hundred and fifty percent, that means I can make about sixty or seventy thousand you year. can
2: make $97,950 for a person up one that's
3: a one one person yeah yeah see and 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 to me that uh, that really affects the affordable housing home ownership more so that it really affects those guys because that's where families are pretty much made is in a it is in a home not just in a multi-unit building so it's a little bit
0: so I think that's a curve. that's a that's a good point, um, Jerry. One of the things that has been a big topic of debate now is affordable on-site versus affordable off-site. So, Jerry, do you want to speak to um, kind of your school of thought, like what's your when you think about how one or the other affects the black community?
3: Well, well, here's here's and, and the ultimate can speak on what the claw, what the what the current status of contribution from developers. So if a developer comes in and he has to do 20%, he can do 10 10 on and 10 off. The problem though is doing that 10 off is that if you go into 75% of the African-American community, then to be able to afford to buy that unit or as a home, or to be able to afford to buy that unit as a condo still doesn't exist because the AMI is so low then everybody evaluates them as non non. Even the banks evaluate them as not being able to afford to live in that house. Now rental is a different issue; they can afford to live in a rental unit. But if you're changing the lives and and changing the 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 wealth of the of a community, it's it's based on residents. It's not necessarily based on multi unit buildings. So we're just I think the affordable market moving into the minority community is only, is only giving them a place to live and to, to get by, not giving them the ability to afford to live. So that's where I believe the controversy is. And, you know, and programmatically you, get, you have to, I think it's harder to live, you know, in a, you know, in, in a multi-unit building because we're not changing their lifestyle. We're only giving them the same lifestyle that they always have had. So, and 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 that's where I think we have to kind of change perceptions because that's what's so difficult today is to be able to change their lifestyle, be able to change their income level, to be able to have single family homes or single family condos that they can afford to live in so that the AMI or can be raised a little bit without the assistance of public housing without the assistance of of uh they because they don't get the tax credits
1: so 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 Jerry you speaking from a developer's point of view you speaking with the argument of why a developer feel like they should not uh why they don't want to build Damn. on site right and 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 why why the developers don't want to build on site is because if they build in the west loop right Right now, if they build a, a unit in the West Loop, they probably can get you know, I don't know what what the unions go per square foot. What's the market? Oh, the market rate Mark is, is about, about three, four, four dollars a square foot. Oh, or yeah, absolutely three fifty a square 350 foot, sixty
2: five, four eighty five. Right,
1: much. right for for a thousand square foot joint, about four thousand dollars a month. Right, mm-hmm. so so they like man, if I if I had to, I'd rather not have this affordable unit here because it'll break it down to about $2,000 a month or $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Right. So they lose $3,000 off the top. So they'd rather go build in, in the uh, urban community. And it's cheaper, right. Uh, to build over there. And then they, they get the affordable rents over there. That's what some of them are trying to do. But we are still, the city is still, uh, because this, the city still want the diversity, and the city, city still want the developers to eat, eat some of that. But we but the city have them eat it with getting density. We allow them to build more units, mm-hmm. right? And, and and they eat some of the costs on what it would cost to lose the money on those units. But, you know, developers see it in a different way. Developers feel like if they go out in the neighborhood, it's cheaper to build in the neighborhood because, of course, you're not going to... If you build a unit in the neighborhood, the market in the neighborhood is between a thousand and two thousand dollars a month for a thousand square foot uh, apartment, right so you won't take a loss, right but but the market downtown is different. So they feel like they rather have let me build my units downtown and let me build these units down here and then I can kind of kind of balance, balance it balance out. it out right which we which we've been able to encourage but but the city have a policy now that you have to build, a lot of your units on site. So some of the developers had to eat it. But at the same time, what we allow them to do is to build more square footage, that they can build a taller building, uh, in some instances, more units, and it kind of balances So it can balance out that way or it can balance out building off-site. At the same time, and I, and I agree with some of both of them, because in some of the areas on the west side and the south side, you don't have no development. Right. Right? So we can get units built in those areas and fill up those vacant lots. We may be able to attract more development to those communities. So I recognize the balance of the argument Mm -hmm. and I try to do them both. Uh, But, you know, me and the commissioner tend to differ at times because her thing is, is that she want to make the expensive, predominantly white communities have affordable housing because she thinks it diversify the communities. Uh, ethnically, I found out and I, and I keep trying to say this and we've been having this argument. We was doing the affordable housing uh, ordinances is that when I build affordable housing in some of these places, uh, uh, like at Ani and other places, most of the people who get them are young white folks, mm-hmm. right? You don't, you mm-hmm. don't, diver, you don't Absolutely. diversify. It don't right. end up diversifying it ethnically. It may diversify economically, but you can't, it's hard to Guide and lead um, ethnicity. I'm right? trying to
0: understand, but why uh, is that? Like, I don't understand. Well, like, I, why Why is that?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, I tell you, most of the people, I, I I give you an example. I got a uh, a poster child. My first affordable building was built on Fulton and Halstead, right? So I had a community meeting. Uh, uh, Thrush did that 20 years ago. Did 20
3: years ago, right.
1: I had a community meeting. And they were against the building that was in front of them. So mm-hmm. Four people came to my community meeting: a beautiful redhead lady, I, remember a, him. <laughs> a, 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 I, I know him, a, a, a young, a young white guy, a brother, and a Hispanic sister who worked for ComEd in Springfield. The brother, I think, worked in technology. So they came and they arguing about, you know, the the building because they don't want that their views blocking all this and that. And I'm like, man. Where y'all live? They tell me. I say, man, that's my first affordable building that I had built. So they say, yeah, we know. The, the red, the beautiful red-haired white lady say, I got one of those units. <laughs> 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 the young white kid, he said, and I got one of those units. He was a student. Mm, okay. and, the, and the Hispanic, the black guy and the Hispanic lady say, how y'all do how that? Y- how how y- y'all pay that? that cheap rent, mm. right? You mm-hmm. know, and it, it was like so... It's just, it, it's just like that. I, Is it
0: because we don't know enough about how to go about getting the, the affordable housing or like what's, I'm just trying to understand the disconnect well, maybe, we, so. I, maybe. Maybe,
1: maybe we we're not paying attention and maybe we need to market it more. Okay. Uh, so we've been marketing, marketing it a lot more now. Uh, I know I, I put it out on my e-blast every day. Right now we have a lot of things for sale. You know, uh, on the west side.
0: And this is in your newsletters.
1: Yeah, in my newsletter. So on the 2500 block of Monroe, I got Mm -hmm. some affordable housing built. Um, You know, um, other areas we got affordable housing built where we, you know, made deals with developers, gave them some density, allowed them to build it off site. And we have them. And some of them, they still have a challenge selling them.
0: So, Selena, how does that work? So, is it can you does the developer, they just decide how they're going to go about getting the information to um people who are interested in affordable housing? Like if I'm interested, do I how do I go about getting involved? Like how do you get the word out and then who makes the rules around how you get
1: it? Well, if they go through the city, I was
2: going to say the alderman.
1: Yeah, if they go through <laughs> the city, you come through the alderman, but you also can go to the through the Department of Housing okay. website. Also, one of our delegate agencies that we work with very closely is NHS. NHS, they, okay. Neighborhood housing mm-hmm. Services. So, and they tell people about them. And, you know, some folks, you know, I mean, we have some things that's for sale, but we have some things that's for rent. Usually, the affordable housing that's for rent goes quick.
2: It sure does. It okay. goes
1: fast, you know. Before it's it, even built. That's right. Because before okay. it's built, folks be lined up for it, you know. but uh, But I don't know what it is about us why we don't. You know, um, take advantage of it. We just need to continue to work on that.
2: Okay. So well, like I can well, pretty much speak on uh, why we don't take advantage because we don't know. Right. We assume that these high rise buildings don't offer anything for us. Mm-hmm. We don't know mm-hmm. until we come to visit or we come over and we like, oh, well, how did you get this? You know, well, what's going on? How's the rent? You may see somebody, the rent may be $4,000, and they'll tell you, well, I only pay 1100 okay. And you don't. We don't share that information enough. We don't get it out to each other. We don't tell each other. So when these buildings are being built, there are people that's calling before the buildings are coming up. Hey, are you all gonna offer affordable housing? And it's usually not us. It's not anyone that looks like me. It's usually a lot of people that's from that particular How do you area. Look, How look do at you me. Look? So base base gotta help y'all do a base
0: gotta help y'all do a better job. <laughs> cute.
3: Oh, I know that's
0: right. Cute. That real cute, real cute. So you're, so you're
1: African American. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, good, yeah. good. You yeah. know, people can't see us. That's okay. why I'm saying. Okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess,
3: I, I guess, you know, again, I, I, I have a, you know, it's the affordable housing on site is good. It's I'm not 100 percent for it.
2: I'm 100 percent
3: for it. And there's an issue there for me because I grew up on the west side of Chicago and, and all my life. You know, my parents have been here over 75 years, you know. So back in the early 1900s, when we first came to Chicago and migrated here from the south, you know, there were the, the way that they accommodated African-American community is was to put us in multi-unit affordable housing buildings. And so those buildings became, you know, slum lords, and they didn't take care of it. So then and then it became a place and it was a comfortable black community because we had our own economy within that black community. So we weren't we weren't deprived. I'm not saying we were deprived at all, because when I went to school, people thought I was rich because my clothes were bright white. They were made. My mother was a seamstress and all those things happened. But how do we but we still didn't have ownership. The issue is always having ownership. So the problem I have is that here I lived in, when I first got married, I lived in uh, Presidential Tower. Presidential Tower was built with HUD funding. I didn't live in an affordable unit, but I still, from an economy standpoint, I had a difficult, difficult time trying to pay for parking. I had a difficult time affording the grocery that was being sold in my building because I have to drive back to my community, buy my groceries and come and bring it back. I couldn't afford the laundromat, the cleaners there because the cleaners was higher than the cleaners in the neighborhood. So all of these components of having on site is a good thing but they're good things for for what what percentage of the black community is it good for and then the offset for me is that is creating a dynamic that's affordable not just for rent and not just for building and I asked this I asked this question to a guy the other day I said what's the difference between a courtway building and I'm going way back and I'm showing my age than a multi unit building he, asked, he said, and this was a brother, he's he probably in his late 50s, he says, they're building courtway buildings today? I go, no, they're building multi-unit buildings. But the perception, what's the difference? Yeah, we provide, we provide homes for those, I mean, we provide affordable living for those who can afford it. You know, we provide affordable living for, for kids that graduate from college and become, you know, the upper echelon of economics, but what do we do in the community? What's happening with our community? Because gentrification is moving west and gentrification is moving south. So those AMI that are under income that can't afford to do both or do one or the other, we can't transition that those people. How do we, how do we transition that group to get those houses or that market or that condo and try to level the playing field also? So Jerry, I
1: know where you're coming from, because I know you're a developer and you work with developers and they want you to build their affordable housing off site and that's where you make your money at. I understand mm-hmm. that. And you saying uh uh-uh, uh, but I know that's no, what the No, this is this
3: is from this is from growing up myself personally. Has nothing to do with them because i want
1: but people live in these buildings and, and 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 they didn't just start living in like when you was living in Presidential Towers. People had section eight. Mm -hmm. Right.
3: Absolutely. They
1: had to. that's when the federal government put the 20% piece out. You know, you use, you get a section eight loan. That's when there's a a real estate crash. Everybody got hood money. They had to do 20% affordable, 20%. My dad used to live on Dearborn and Chicago Avenue. You know, folks, folks live on Ontario street and Lakeshore drive. It's Mm -hmm. folks who live in affordable units all over this area that people don't even know about, Mm -hmm. you know who she used to work with, got buildings on the 1200 block of LaSalle street. You know, people, people figure out how to, so for the savings that they get on their rent, they can pay that cleaners bill. Mm-hmm. Savings that if they, they get on, they, they can pay for the parking. And, but not only that, they get to kick it in the swimming pool. They get to kick it in the party room. They get to, they get to be in the health club, you know, and, and guess what? and and then they look like a flag girl and you don't even know if they got money or not
0: oh my goodness <laughs> I think again I think this is a, a, there's still Little so much guy. to be talked about as it relates to affordable housing but that is all our time that we have right now so um with that I want to say thank you to all my guests do you guys have a last shout out
2: before we wrap it up? Well, uh, just to let you know, affordable housing is for real in the city of Chicago and Annie properties, we do have affordable housing. So all you need to do is give us a call. If we don't have anything available, you can get on our wait list because it's a one-stop shop. Uh, we don't just cater to, um, people that has a whole bunch of money. It's, all types of money. Money is green and it's spent. I love it. And we spent it, spend it <laughs> on money Thank you.
0: Thank you, Selena. Jerry, what you got for us? Give me give me
3: two, uh, 15 seconds. Wrap it up. Well, well I, I still think. <laughs> we can think, do a part two. Yeah, I still think the community is being <laughs> left out. It's not for me about me being. It's about how, how I grew up. Okay. That's what it's about. That's okay. what affordable housing is. That's the gentrification and jobs and training to be able to afford these things.
0: Yeah. And I also think that it, it could potentially be an opportunity to leverage wealth building um, for our various communities. Um, Alderman, what you got?
1: All right. Thank you very much, Richard, for having me. Thank you guys for being on. We Thank need you. to uh, probably get the affordable housing commissioner on here. Oh, I like that folks, idea. People from uh, the, the Illinois housing authority to talk about it. But you know, it's good to have affordable housing everywhere. We need to have diversity all over the city of Chicago, and we can do it. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: thank you, Ottoman. And so with that said, thank you guys for listening. If you guys have any questions or have any ideas about future episodes, please send us an email. Our email is contact at basemagazine.com and follow us on Instagram at base magazine. And don't forget to listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.